This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. We are celebrating the 450th episode of the Tech Guide podcast. Uh, We've been keeping you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews since June 2012. Stephen Fennec here. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. I just want to take this opportunity to thank all of our loyal listeners who tune in each week. I hope you enjoy the show as much as we love bringing it to you. On this week's show, the pursuit for even faster home broadband just got even better. We'll take a look at the announcements from Telstra and the NBN. Are the new Apple AirTags safe? Officeworks doesn't think so, and we'll explain why. And Dyson has unveiled its new V15 Detect Vacuum that now uses lasers. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Amazon Fire Stick TV 4K. We'll also listen to the stunning Bowers and Wilkins PI7 True Wireless Noise Cancelling Earphones. And we'll go hands-on with the Microsoft Surface 4 laptop. And your tech questions will all be answered in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. The internet is still the focus of most of our lives. We think of uh, life without the internet is just unbearable. And I often think back at the time when, before we had the internet, I am old enough to remember that, and you just wonder how you how you got things done. You just had to, to look up things. You couldn't just simply Google it. You had to look it up. That's why we had encyclopedias and asked people <laughs> all these things. And now with our connectivity, of course, bringing us our entertainment, our gaming, our services, our subscriptions, uh, the internet is an indispensable part of our lives. And it's pr- probably also bringing you this very podcast as well. So uh, the internet, we love it. I run a website, of course. I love the internet. And the pursuit, though, for faster internet speeds is what we're after. And the opportunities to do that just increased this week. Just just this early this week, I'm recording this on a Monday, uh, Telstra made an, an announcement regarding its 5G home internet and the fact that it is now going to be offered to more suburbs and towns across Australia and customers uh, who uh, whose needs are not being met on, on the NBN and uh, who may have... Uh, a situation where the NBN is not going to suit them or they don't want the NBN, the 5G network is is an option. Optus have, for a couple of years now, been offering offering 5G uh, for home customers for, for uh, since, since, since they kicked off their 5G network. So Optus took a different approach saying 5G is going to be of more appeal to customers at home before it will be appealing to customers on smartphones. And, and in a way, they were right, because when they made that announcement, uh, it's now the, to nearly two, two and a half years ago now, that at that time, there were no 5G devices. We were still months away from get, seeing our first 5G device. Today, of course, that's a different story. Every second smartphone now is 5G. But at the time, Optus, I think, pulled the right rein by offering home broadband to those customers. And Telstra now 
are joining in because Telstra, they're saying that their 5G network is on track to reach 75% of Australians by the end of June. So that's the end of next month. Telstra are saying that 75% reach they've got with their 5G network, which is the reason why they're ramping up their 5G home internet offering. And they've been they've been you know, providing this for, for quite some time now, for, for, month, for, for many months, and they've received a lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback. And of course, they've also had enough uh, performance analysis to really improve the network where it's required. Uh, so the, the 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 offering now with Telstra 5G home internet now has uh, a, a lot of improvement. It's been improved, but uh, they now have some data to offer customers in terms of speeds. And they're saying that right now, typical evening speeds, which is how an, an internet service provider, they market their plan. Typical evening speeds means at the busiest time when everyone's streaming at the same time, doing all of this stuff, you are going to get the typical speeds will be between 50 megabits per second and 600 megabits per second. Now, the average speed, according to Telstra, according to their own testing, so they've done their own speed tests all around the network, the average speed for Telstra 5G home internet is 378 megabits per second. I want you to remember that figure because we're going to talk about the NBN in a moment and there are, there are some figures that I will quote. But you just keep this in your mind. If you want high-speed internet at home over 5G, if you're a Telstra customer, the potential is an average speed of 378 megabits per second. Now, the other thing that's changing in terms of their the 5G home internet offering, and remember I was talking about the feedback they received from customers, one piece of feedback was about data and the fact there wasn't enough of it. They had 500 gigabytes for those initial customers and they are now going to double the data limit to 1,000 gigabytes, which is a terabyte. So per month, you're going to get 1,000 gigabytes allowance on your 5G Telstra home internet plan. Telstra also says that the service while impressive, those figures are pretty impressive, they say it's going to get even better because they're, they're going to implement new 5G bands, including millimetre wave. Millimetre wave spectrum, they've just acquired it across Australia to power their next flavour of 5G. And with millimetre wave, you'll get higher higher speeds, but less, uh, I think, less distance it can travel. So for people who are in congested areas, they'll be able to access these higher speeds, whereas the normal, the current flavour of 5G is what they call sub-6. Uh, so sub-6, uh, it has wider range, but not quite the speeds, although they're pretty impressive, the speeds you're getting now. But Telstra is saying that it's going to get even better. And there'll be, there's already selected sites in, in, the, in the major capital cities in Australia that all, already have deployed millimetre wave. And you'd, you'd expect that to be busy, congested areas like, like CBDs, train stations, airports eventually when they get busy again. So they're the places where you'll see millimetre wave and in, in probably congested suburbs with a lot of the dense population uh, in, in some areas where that five, where millimetre wave would be what's offered. But still, sub-6, the current version, is doing just fine. But let's let's switch, switch channels now to the NBN and the announcement they made 
last week was the uh, announcement of their $3.5 billion fibre extension. So this is an investment program which is being undertaken as part of the NBN's uh, rollout. And this is going to offer, and they've just released, by the way, the list of suburbs and towns where this will be happening to begin with. So more than 900,000 homes, nearly a million homes that are currently served with fibre to the node will be eligible for this fibre upgrade. So what they're going to do, so the, the rollout is just about finished, let's let's say. Uh, and what they're, going to do now, they're doing now is going back and looking at those areas that are that have fibre to the node, and fibre to the node's been okay. There, there's a lot of people are thinking, yeah, it's fine. It does does the trick. Other people, their experience isn't so crash hot. And I've heard from people who say that their NBN on fibre to the node is worse than what they had pre-NBN, which is obviously not the result they're after. So in this fibre expansion, what's going to happen, NBN, and I've, I've put all the suburbs and towns across Australia, there's a massive list, I don't, I can't go through them all now, but they're on Tech Guide, so you can see all the lists, so look in, look for your state, then look, look at the list of each state, and you'll see whether you are near an area or in an area that's going to receive this fibre extension. But here's how it works, it's not free. If you are happy with what you've got, if you're on fibre to the node, and you're you're cool with your plan, you're cool with your speed, and don't need any more any more speeds, then it's business as usual. Nothing will change. If, on the other hand, you are not happy with your speed, you want faster speeds, then you can then apply or pay for those faster plans. Obviously, to be an extra few, you know, 10, 20, 30, perhaps more per month. That, that that's what you'll pay per month to access the faster speeds, but the NBN will shout you the fiber. So you, they, they will, once you've signed up to a plan, so say you sign up to, let's say, Aussie Broadband, and Aussie Broadband will say, right, here's Stephen Fennick wants a, a 250 megabit plan, so here's his name, and what the NBN will do is run fiber from the node in these areas to my front door. So I will get that that the fiber to the premises, so to enable that faster speed, two fifty, and and eventually I'm going to go. I want to go one gigabit per second. I want the I want to all or nothing. But go big or go home. I'll be saying, but that's what's going to happen. You couldn't do that before. If you wanted to have fiber to your front door before, you had to pay for it. You could apply. There were, there was a section on the NBM website where you could apply to have a a I think a technology change or a hardware change. And for you to have that done, just to ask the NBN, just to apply, I think was 500 bucks, and then would have cost tens of thousands of dollars to do this. I remember joking with the guy who, I've got fibre to the curb where we are here, and the, the pit where the fibre, so the fibre runs all along the footpath out the front of our house, and it ends in the pit, which is literally out my door, or out in front of my home, from the pit to the corner of my house where the connection's made wouldn't be more than seven metres. And I joked with the guy from the NBN saying, well, look, uh, just, you got some spare fibre? Just run the fibre here. Let's go. 
And I think he said that for you, he, he told me that I knew that already to apply to get it was a few hundred bucks, but just to run the cable six or seven metres, I was looking at like five grand. It was going to cost that much money to do it. So good news that these customers fibre to the node are going to have the fibre expanded in their area. So what I, what I suspect is going to happen is they're going to run the fibre from the node all the way up the street. So they'll eventually have, they'll be have like a fiber to the curb set up. And then anyone who wants to take up the faster plan, they'll just connect the fiber from the pit then to their home. And so what's going to happen in the near future, the good news is for customers like me, so there is a similar expansion plan coming for full fiber upgrades to access those faster speeds, which is what I want. So eligible customers that are served currently with fibre to the curb, like me, will be able to, once I sign up to that faster plan, the fibre will be run to my front door for free. So I'm glad I waited. But this is this could be the same situation for you. You might be listening now thinking, wow, our fibre to the node's rubbish, or 5G will be better for us through Telstra, or Optus. Optus has 5G, and this could be the saviour this could this could really be a game changer for for many customers who have been not their me needs are not being met by the current setup so really good news that the nbn has announced this expansion program and again those lists of suburbs are on tech guide so feel free to take a look at that telstra also offering a 5g home internet to even more customers they will i think uh, if you are in a telstra 5g area they will contact you. Although you can look on the Telstra website and see, I typed in, I'm not in Telstra 5G area where we are here, but it's not far away. Uh, they will also make contact with customers who could potentially take up the 5G offer. If you want to hear more about the Telstra 5G home internet and the NBN, uh, their fiber expansion, you can check both of those stories out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Now, we've already spoken about the Apple AirTags and we've actually reviewed them. Our review is on the website, but uh, they, they did go on sale on April 30. And it hasn't been the smoothest of launches uh, for this product uh, because Officeworks has decided on their own to withdraw them from sale because they say uh, they they feel that it's not a child safe product. Apple, of course, insist that the product does meet all of the international safety standards because this product has a button battery on board, and they do all have to come with warnings, which they do. Uh, button batteries are not only a choke hazard, but they could also, if ingested, they could really cause some serious injuries because having a battery inside you is uh, not not the best situation. And a child, they could suffer burns and other internal injuries if the, if that's the, the the case. So that's why these strict international safety standards exist. Now, Officeworks, uh, I think a customer turned up to purchase them at one of their stores they were told that look we were not selling them because of the safety concerns i think that person then uh posted something on reddit and the story was broken on uh, on gizmodo and the the current the ban is still uh, at this at the time of recording is still in place you can't buy them at officeworks they cost 45 dollars each 145 dollars for four of them i think 149 i think that is uh but 
you you can't purchase them at Officeworks as we as we're recording, but you can still purchase them from other retailers, including Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, and the Apple stores themselves. Now, I wrote a story about this, and of course, I also shared a little video on how hard it is to to uh, open up the AirTag and access that button battery. And as with other products with button batteries, there's requirement to press and turn the the panel. And in this case, for the AirTag, you press and turn it anti-clockwise and the panel then opens up and then the button battery's there. And if you want to replace it, you put a new one in and, and then you're off. And to close it again, of course, you need to press and then turn it clockwise, which locks that locks the back panel into place. Now, this is no different to what you'll see with Tile, which is another tracker, uh, or other button button battery powered products. There is a two step process. Some even have a little uh, there, there's a screw that that locks the the uh, the panel where the where the battery is inserted, so the battery housing. Uh, but in the, in the case of the AirTag, it is no easier or harder than other similar products, including Tile, which is still for sale at Officeworks, by the way. Uh, that, you, that you can still buy. AirTags, uh, not at the moment. And Officeworks also sell button batteries too, would you believe? So if they're, uh, the, the packaging for a button battery has, has to also be very strong and very hard to get into. If uh, It's hard for an adult even to get into a packaging for button batteries. So uh, the, the AirTag, though, not for sale at Officeworks. Uh, I have seen them on the JB Hi-Fi website. They're actually sold out, I think, on JB Hi-Fi's website because people want them and if they're not, if they can't get it from Officeworks, they're going elsewhere, which is what seems to be happening. the The JB Hi-Fi website is quite clear with warnings that this product does contain a button battery, and that uh, parents should be careful, and, and all of that. All the requirements are being met. Uh, Apple are uh, patiently waiting by. The, the only the only statement they've been, they they released, and I'll read it to you. Um, the Apple AirTags, the the Apple statement, uh, they released a statement saying. And I'm quoting, AirTag is designed to meet international child safety standards, including those in Australia, by requiring a two-step push and turn mechanism to access the user-replaceable battery. We are following the regulations closely and are working to ensure that our products will meet or exceed new standards, including those for package labelling, well ahead of the timeline required. And they even quoted the the regulation number that, that they're meeting. So... No, no other market in the world. These have been on sale in the US as well. No other market in the world is having any issue with this. It just seems Officeworks are out on their own with this, their own decision to do this. They've also sought clarification from the ACCC. So they're getting them involved. And I don't know what they're going to do, whether they're going to make a ruling or uh, they're going to look at the Officeworks concerns and making contact with Apple. But in terms of the requirements, are they being met? So I don't know what the next step is from Officeworks. I don't know what the politics is behind this, but uh, as far as Apple's concerned, they are doing uh, everything by the book. Uh, whether they're going to still be stocked at Officeworks is another story. 
Tell us what you think if you uh, and share. I've shared the video just so you can make up your own mind at how easy it is to access the battery. Check check that out. You can see the video. It's actually on our Tech Guide Instagram Instagram account. So check out the video there. It's on Tech Guide as well. Uh, we demonstrate uh, how how to access the battery. No different to what you would on a tile or any other product. It it's like anyone who's had prescription medicine. It's like that sort of push and turn uh, lid of a of a of a bottle of uh, prescription medication. So. Um, if you've got tablets or, or capsules, that, that's normally what's required, push and turn. Very similar action to access the button battery on the AirTag. Check out the video. Let us know what you think. Do you have the AirTags? I've got a few. I'm, I'm loving them, having been able to track my stuff. When you've lost my keys, I can find them straight away. Or we have reviewed them and done a video even on our on the Apple AirTags. If you want to read more, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Well, Dyson have released another another floor care product, they call it. Uh, this is the new V15 Detect. They've just announced them. They don't go on sale till May 17. Sorry, no, May 28th. May 17th is next week. May, May the 27th, I think, is the actual date. I'll get the date right. May 27 is when the V15 Detect will go on sale. And this is a, an interesting one because Dyson, they never cease to amaze me in how they're a really obviously an engineering focused company and how they are determined to improve their products and make them work better, make them serve the customer better, provide a better result, they solve a problem. Uh, their approach is fascinating. And, and this time out, is, it's no different with the V15 Detect. The, uh, the new vacuum uses... Among other new technologies, the one that's the standout, of course, is the new laser technology. So you're probably thinking, how the hell, why would you need lasers with your vacuum? Well, the idea came from an engineer who was sitting there one time. They'd done their cleaning and the sunlight was streaming into the room and they could see the dust in the air. So obviously they'd clean the sort of dust went into the air and they thought, well, doesn't the light expose the dust? And that was the that was the idea behind the V15 Detect being able to so when when you have this on the floor in your home, you uh, a little green laser lights up. It's at an angle of like 1.3 degrees or something, and it, it lights up the floor in front of the vac the the cleaner head. And this is for hard floors, by the way. It won't work on carpet. So on hard floors, it will highlight all the hidden dust that you may not have got to. And this, it was the demonstration was was remarkable because it was they had they had this white floor, and that just just looking at it, just eyeballing the floor, you think, yeah, that's clean. I don't need to vacuum there. But when they turn the laser on with the uh, the the new green laser on the hard floor, then boy. Here it was it, it, for all to see was the all the the, the well, I think they put sugar and salt on the floor and uh, so you could see exactly what you had missed. So j- just relying on your naked eye, not good enough. But laser exposes all of this hidden dust and hidden all the all the the stuff on the floor that you need to vacuum, right? So. The other, the, the other step of this is that the, the idea, of course, is having a clean home, but also having a healthy home, 
I think cleanliness and health, they go hand in hand. And if, especially now we're spending way more time than ever before in, in our homes, there, the, that, that is really important to have, uh, have clean home, but, but also ensuring that there aren't particles that can play on people's sensitivities and, and other things like that. So the other feature on board, aboard the Dyson is a, a new sensor, and it's an, and it's an acoustic sensor that can also tell you what dust and debris and pollen is being collected and it can determine what what each particle is by its size based on the noise it makes when it's being vacuumed it's it's remarkable technology and actually on the back of the dyson handle you'll see all these different bars indicating what you are vacuuming oh hang on there's some pollen here there's some uh, microbes there's some, some dust mites and you can see that there's a visual representation of that on the vacuum so when those bars then go down low to almost zero, you think, okay, this area is now clean. So there's like a visual representation both through the laser and through the on the handle with that sensor, the acoustic sensor, to tell you exactly the situation with with that the, the cleaning setup there. Uh, and again, more than 370 engineers globally worked on this thing. And again. It's cordless, so I don't think they. I don't think Dyson now sell vacuums without with cords anymore. So it's all it's cordless, everything all the way. So they've got the V V fifteen detect. They've also got a smaller version, a slimmer version called uh, the V twelve detect slim. So it's not uh, it's not as big or as expensive as the V fifteen, but it still has all the same features, including the laser, including the acoustic technology, all of that stuff. And I was because I think the previous model was the V11, so they've gone from 12 and they've missed out 13 and 14 and gone straight to 15. Boom, two two numbers missed out. A little bit like what Microsoft did, what Apple did. I think there was no iPhone 9. I don't think there was ever an iPhone 9. There was um, Windows 7. I think then we went to Windows 10, so there was no Windows 8 or 9. I, I think so. It's funny how numbers, how how we we treat those numbers, whether uh, what 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 the what the thinking is behind that, whether we uh, it's it's for I, I suspect because there's a thirteen in there, they may decide may have decided look we we don't we don't want to go there. Thirteen's an unlucky number. There might be someone someone superstitious at at uh, Dyson didn't want to include the number thirteen. But you know what? That's not the only product they're announcing. There's a new, there's a new hard floor product also that they've announced called the Dyson OmniGlide. This is a really light and handy, really easy way for you sort of hard to spot cleaning and getting into those hard to reach places. It's an omnidirectional, fluffy cleaner head can move in all directions, so forwards, backwards, sideways. It's really manoeuvrable uh, and and uses that five stage filtration system, the same Dyson hyperdymium motor as well so really slim unit has an on off button instead of a trigger too so you can just easily swap hands while you're using the vacuum and so you're not losing any power and has a straight slim bin as well it's got the ejection mechanism also has a runtime about 20 minutes between charges but uh, also comes with a wall dock too so if you want to charge it up it's really easy to connect for and charge it up for your next clean uh, the Dyson OmniGlide is priced at five hundred and ninety nine bucks. The Dyson V fifteen Detect is fourteen hundred and sixty nine dollars. There's also the V fifteen Total Clean, which is going to be thirteen hundred and ninety nine dollars. 
and the V12 pricing uh, hasn't been announced yet. We are going to hear about that. That's going to be a little bit cheaper than the V15. So uh, if you want to go all out, you can be paying nearly 1500 for the V15 Detect or uh, check out, and we'll have pricing uh, for the V12 when it's announced on Tech Guide, as well as a review when it uh, before it hits the market on May 27. The Omni Glide will also be released at that time as well on May 27. So, big month for Dyson. They're also we spoke weeks ago about their new formaldehyde uh, air filter system, the new the hot and cold uh, fil- air filters. They are also hitting the market on May 27. So, if you're a Dyson fan. Uh, it's going to be a big month. And May 27 is when they are all going to hit the market. And if you want to read more about the vacuums, the V15 Detect, the Dyson Omni Glide, and also that uh, the formaldehyde air filter too, which we've written about on Tech Guide, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. There's been a rapid increase in cybercrime with constant data breaches, online scams and ransomware, just to name a few. Norton's all-in-one cyber safety solution, Norton 360 Premium, now comes with dark web monitoring powered by LifeLock, which helps notify you if your personal information is discovered on the dark web. It also includes device security and secure VPN with bank-grade encryption to help keep you private, online, plus a password manager, PC safe cam and more. With Norton's award-winning security and globally trusted protection across 50 million customers, rest assured Norton 360 Premium with dark web monitoring is the all-in-one protection for your devices and data. Norton 360 Premium is available now at leading retailers. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Kicking off the reviews is the Amazon Fire Stick TV 4K. It's a bit of a mouthful, but you know what? Offers a lot of great products. Now, this is a a dongle that uh, goes into the HDMI port of your TV. So if you've got an older TV, perhaps, or you want to be able to access some of the services that your current TV's operating system doesn't offer then this is the solution for you. This is, it's 99 bucks, the Apple TV uh, 4K, the Fire, Apple Fire Stick TV 4K is $99. There's a full HD version for 79 bucks, but why wouldn't you just pay the extra 20 and just get the 4K? Because, you know, if, you're gonna, if you don't have a 4K TV now, your next one's going to be 4K. So I, I reckon spend the extra 20 Get the it's worth the extra spend because it's going to future proof the purchase a little bit. Also comes with a little remote control. It's actually the called the Alexa voice remote. Of course, you can talk to it, uh, and you can not only search for content, control your content, but also control. It's like a smart speaker too. You can control your smart lights and smart switches and various things that are connected. Set up really simple. So the dongle part of it has a little HDMI connection. There is a little HDMI extension cable too. So not not many TVs may not be able to fit this. It's a the dongle is about ten centimeters long. It's decent size. So uh, fitting it into some TVs that their HDMI ports are angled at a certain way. So there is an extension little cable that lets you access the HDMI port. So if you can't fit the big dongle right behind the TV, the short little the short extension cord HDMI cable can help you there as well. Uh, and once it's connected. You simply then go into the source, that particular source, 
and you can sign into your Amazon account or set one up. And, and rather than having to type it out on the TV, what you do is to go to your Amazon. It'll tell you on the screen. You go to amazon.com.au forward slash code. And what happens is a code appears on the TV. And when you go to the browser on your phone, you enter the code that it says on your screen. And then Bob's your uncle. They're connected. You're connected to – you also – part of that process is connecting your, your Wi-Fi network so that it has a connection. And then you will see uh, if some firmware updates. It takes took about oh, 10 minutes to set up because there was a big software update it had to do, firmware upgrade. But it was worth the wait because once we were good to go, the the what we were presented with were these op- options to download various apps for entertainment. Of course, there was an option to go download Netflix, Stan, uh, Disney+, Plus, Apple TV, and also, too, if you're a sports fan, there's Optus Sport, UFC Channel, Red Bull TV, Wrestling Channel, MLB, so Major League Baseball. Uh, news services also, Bloomberg, Al Jazeera, CBS, Fox News. You can also then uh, install other other catch-up services, whether it's 7 Plus, 9 Now, all of those others. ABC iView is also very popular. So that's all part of the setup process. Then when you're done, you can actually set up up to six different people with their profiles. And of course, the service I haven't mentioned, which is kind of the focus of this, is Prime Video. And I've got to say, lately, Prime Video has had some really good movies and and made for Prime TV, for Prime Video. Uh, I think the most popular one recently was Coming to America, so the sequel to the original Coming to America, Coming Number 2 America, that was the sequel. They also had a, a, a really good movie called I care a lot with um, with uh, Peter Dinklage in it and Rosamund Pike. That was a great movie. I think Rosamund Pike was even nominated. I think for an for an award for that for that film as well. More recently, they also had and I've watched this film. I really enjoyed it. It's uh, Michael B. Jordan, so the star of of uh, Creed and, and other films. He's in the new movie called Without Remorse. That's also on Prime Video. But if you didn't have a TV or a system that's compatible with Prime Video, you wouldn't be able to watch those those uh, those programs, those movies. But if you had maybe a, perhaps an older TV that doesn't have its own app store, that doesn't have uh, access to that particular app, then this could be the solution. So you connect this to your TV, as long as it's got a HDMI port, and as long as you've got a Wi-Fi network, then you're good to go. Uh, whether it's HD or a 4K TV, it, it'll come down to HD quality if it's a HD TV. But of course, if it's a 4K TV, then uh, you can enjoy that resolution. You can also there is also HDR on board, so high dynamic range. So you get if you're watching 4K content that with HDR, as you would see on Prime, Netflix, and all these other services, you are able to enjoy that quality with HDR and with all those bells and whistles. So it's a really nice viewing experience. Now, of course, there's Netflix, there's Stan, and as you scroll over each of those icons, the home screen changes and gives you the highlights of that particular platform. So there may be a brand new movie on Netflix or some TV series, and it presents that to you as you roll your remote control over those various apps. So at a glance, you can see, oh, there's a new movie on Netflix, and you'll be watch- you could be watching within seconds. You can also install YouTube, uh, look at your photos. There's a link to Amazon Music as well. 
So I think if you're a customer who may be already invested in the Alexa Echo speaker ecosystem, this could be a, a really easy add-on to that to that ecosystem. Does give you access then to all these great movies and content and streaming services and apps, catch-up TV services as well. So it's a really good way to access excellent content, but also to make your TV smarter. Your TV might not uh, might need a might need uh, this device to be able to access all all of those apps. You might have a TV that already has all those apps, so obviously you don't need that. Perhaps Prime Video might be the missing part of the puzzle for your TV. Might not have that offering, but for ninety nine bucks you can add that. And of course, you need to have an account with Prime Video, Netflix. You need to have a, a pay your monthly subscriptions to those particular services. But in terms of accessing them and accessing the latest content, this is another way of doing it. I, I liken it to the Google Chromecast with uh, Google TV with Chrome. The only difference between those two products, they basically work the same way, give you access to content, make your TV smarter. The difference between the Fire Stick TV 4K and the Chromecast is the casting part. So you can't cast anything to this Fire Stick TV 4K, whereas the Chromecast, it says it in the name, you can cast from your mobile device. If so, perhaps there's a there's an app on your phone. You might be it might be a, a movie or, or some service that you've got on your phone that's not on your TV. You can cast it to the TV through the Chromecast. You can't do that with Amazon uh, with the Amazon Fire TV Stick 4K. So uh, that's probably the only difference between the two. They do cost the same as well, I should add. But uh, what you don't get on Google Chrome, of course, is Prime Video. That's, uh, that's on Amazon. You also don't get on the Fire, T- Fire Stick TV, you don't get any of the Foxtel product either. You don't get Binge. There's no access to KO Sports. I know sports a big part, big thing for, for customers who want to watch their live sport. That does not come with the Fire Stick TV. But the, all those other services that I mentioned earlier, they do come with it. And also, as I mentioned at the top, that you can control your smart devices, your lights, security cameras, all those things through the Fire Stick TV 4K. It's basically like having having turning your TV into a big smart display. So really uh, smart way of uh, doing that. If you want to access your content and some content you perhaps couldn't access on your current TV, this is a, an affordable way to do it. The remote control really small. Uh, it can also power your uh, power your TV, so it can, it can control your TV, I should say. Your volume, turn it on and off, and also navigate the uh, the home screen and navigate the whole thing. And there's Alexa on board too, so you're talking into the into the remote control. That's where the microphone's located. If you do want to make a voice command. So there she is, the Fire Stick TV 4K, 99 bucks. I think uh, pretty good deal there. It, it does offer a lot, lot of bang for your buck. Uh, the the dongle does also, I should mention, requires power. So you got to uh, on the side of the dongle is a USB cable that then can run into a char a power a power adapter to keep it powered. But uh, if you've got a HDMI port and a nearby PowerPoint, that's all you need to get uh, to get started with the Firestick TV 4K from Amazon. If you want to read our complete review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Well, how good does a pair of $600 in-ear noise-cancelling earphones sound. The Bowers & Wilkins PI7 in-ear headphones sound amazing. 
They're five hundred and ninety nine ninety five. I think is the official RRP there. So let's call it six hundred between friends. And I'll tell you now, these are probably the best in ear headphones we've ever heard. I'll put that there at right at the top because yes, you're paying more, but the quality you get with these earphones is remarkable. And Bowers and Wilkins is a really interesting story behind these earphones. They wireless earphones have been around for a long time. Bowers and Wilkins, as you know, is a really, really popular brand, like a audiophile level speaker speaker brand. And their floor standing speakers, their their speakers uh, cost thousands of dollars, but they also sound amazing. And these wireless earphones have been around for years, and yet Bowers and Wilkins only entered the market with this model. There is the PI five as well, not not quite as good as this, but. They waited. Bowers and Wilkins said, right, this category is exploding, but we're not ready. They weren't rushing models to market. It It wasn't, Bowers and Wilkins said, it was not going to release a product of this kind until it could offer the same sound quality that customers have come to expect in this form factor. So they didn't want to be able to compromise any kind of audio quality they waited until they developed the technology that can deliver stunning audio quality in a pair of in-ear true wireless headphones, and that's exactly what they've done with the PI7. This is uh, audio quality, remarkable, some amazing smart and convenient features on board as well, which we'll talk about, but beautifully designed the sound is amazing. We did we did listen to high-res audio. These are compatible, of course, from source to your ears, are compatible with high-res audio. And we, I haven't heard better pair of earphones. Simple as that. Now, design-wise, what surprised me about this was the, the how compact the earbud is. And I'm thinking, how do they do that? Small, there's this small button-shaped aluminium housing on top of the bud itself, but the bud is shaped to fit comfortably in your ear. So the, it, it's angled in such a way when once you put it in and twist it into place, it's there. It's it's secure. It fits well. I think there's other little silicon tips that come with it to get to if you wanna if you want to perfect the size, but with the medium size suited us perfectly. Comfortable fit, angled just right, wasn't too cumbersome. You, I forgot I was even wearing them. Uh, they also come, though, they support the Qualcomm APTX adaptive wireless transmission. So this is a technology that assures you're getting the best quality stream when listening to high-res audio wirelessly. So they support 24-bit, 48 kilohertz transmission between the earbuds and also your source. So source to your ears, you are getting the best sound. And that's what you hit all the way. Source all the way to your ears, high-res audio all the way. And we were like, what's on board? There's a 9.2 millimeter Bowers and Wilkins drive unit. There's a frequency balanced armature driver with each of the four drive units. There's two in each butt. And these are actively driven by their own amplifier. So they've basically shrunk their floor speaker (laughs) into the size of an earbud and that you can wear in your ears. 
it is truly remarkable. And I've listened to a lot of wireless wireless earphones, and most of them are great. A lot of them are pretty average, and that reflects in the price. So if you're paying 99 bucks for a pair of in-ear earphones, headphones, don't expect they're going to have active noise cancellation and just this stunning sound. That comes uh, if you need to pay a little bit more to have that feature. And noise cancellation-wise, Bowers and Wilkins have that on board and works works fantastic. It's actually called adaptive active noise cancellation. Also, terrific quality of noise cancellation. So you can really lock out the outside world. There's a six-microphone array, so all you hear is your music. So it adapts to your surroundings depending on the sound level. So if you're in a really noisy area, it'll pump up pump up the noise cancellation. You can manually toggle this on and off as well because I think in some areas having noise cancellation is not safe if you're walking or running near the road or whatever. I think there are places where you need to be able to hear your surroundings and there is a uh, you can manually toggle that off using the uh, the touch controls on the earphones themselves. The other thing that benefits with this amazing noise cancellation is making and receiving calls. I've, I, the call quality was awesome on these things, really crisp, clear at both ends. The ultimate test for me is if I can do a radio interview and they not tell me, okay, you're sounding funny or anything, if, they can, if, if they're talking to me like I'm talking into my phone, that I know that these, these uh, it's got good quality for calls and that's exactly what the PI7s offered. So uh, that's handy. There's a companion app as well. If you want to, it helps you pair the earphones, uh, select your voice assistant, things like that. Doesn't do much else. No equaliser settings. That would have been interesting. You've had the, to sort of adapt the, have a, a presets on this thing to uh, maybe pump up the bass or anything. But that said, I don't think you need to. I think they've nailed this because not only get the clarity, it's really crisp and really clean audio, but also the bass. It nailed the bass as well, really solid and and it and it was it sounded to me like it wasn't like a one size fits all bass. It was bass that suited the song. It wasn't pumped up artificially, uh, which some brands do. They just really pump up the bass to appeal, I think, to a younger customer. But this they sounded fantastic. I was telling you about some of the features, and we've mentioned them already, the the noise cancellation, the adaptive noise cancellation, but there is another feature that actually involves the charging case, and the charging case can actually double as a Bluetooth transmitter. So imagine this scenario where you can connect with a cable the case to an in-flight entertainment system. Say you're we're back traveling again, international travel, you've rocked up, and you can plug the case into the 3.5 mil, the the receive the where, where you plug in, you'd normally plug in headphones for the in-flight entertainment system. You plug your cable from the charging case to that in-flight entertainment system, and it will then transmit. It'll connect the case to the uh, the external audio source. So you're connecting from your flight entertainment system with a cable and to the to the case, which then transmits from the case to the earbuds, and that. That's a stunning, astonishing enough just that part, but it doesn't reduce the audio quality either. The audio quality is maintained. That is a great feature. I've reviewed other transmitters, and they are hard to find, and they're expensive, but here is the case can double as a transmitter 
as well. A Bluetooth transmitter. That is awesome. Now, on the battery side, the PI7s run for about four hours before they need a recharge. So not doesn't match battery life we've seen with other earphone brands, but still very impressive. The Bowers and Wilkins, I think what they did is they prioritized the larger and better drivers and amps over having a really big battery. So I'm happy with that compromise. Four hours is plenty. You've got the case, of course, that uh, recharges the earphones up to four times. So if you're you're not left without any power, the charging case comes into play right there. Uh, the, ch- the charging case is also Qi charging compatible, so it can rest on a charging mat that you would normally use for a phone and will recharge. There's also a USB-C cable, a USB-C port where you can connect a cable and uh, and Bob's your uncle. It uh, you got to charge. Now, as I said, these aren't cheap. They're $599.95. And obviously, I think they're aimed at the audiophile market who who will not bat an eyelid paying for this sort of quality. That That's what you get with the, with these. If they sound like they're expensive and, and that's you get what you pay for, I think, in this case. There's no shortage of customers who are music fans who would be only too happy to part with their money to get a result like you get with the Bowers and Wilkins PI7s. They're available in white or charcoal, $599.95. Look, if there is a better pair of true wireless earphones out there, I haven't heard them. These are remarkable. If you want to read our complete review of the Bowers and Wilkins PI7 true wireless in-ear headphones, then you need to check out techguide.com.au. Microsoft Surface Laptop 4 uh, has just hit the market, and we ran our eye over the Surface Laptop 4. Microsoft makes some pretty good hardware nowadays. Remember when they, were the, they only used to make Windows software? Now they're into the, the tablet space, the laptop space, and this the Surface 4 is a pretty powerful solution. It, it is. I think it's a choice for someone who's after like not quite an entry level laptop, but something that's sort of mid mid range, powerful enough to do most things on it. Uh, it's powered by the Intel eleventh gen Intel Core i five processor. That's what we received for review. There's no doubt an i seven model if you really want to go hardcore with this thing. There's also a version of of the Microsoft Surface Four running the AMD processor, the Ryzen mobile processor. That uh, might appeal to other users who maybe want a different sort of they're using it for in a different way, uh, not maybe not as heavy processing, maybe for gaming and things like that. Our Intel Surface Four laptop that had eight gig of RAM with one terabyte SSD, that's solid state drive, more than enough for you to meet the need to meet your needs. Thirteen point five display uh, that had a resolution of twenty two fifty six by one five oh four. Uh, there's also a 15-inch model. The version we had, I think, starts at $15.99. There's a 15-inch model available that starts at $2,199. There's four finishes, too, in the 13.5-inch model, Platinum, Ice Blue, Sandstone, and Black. I love the names of colours. Uh, the Platinum and Ice Blue models, we got the Platinum model. That also comes with the Alcantara keyboard. And people are saying, what the hell's Al- Alcantara? keyboard and the the keyboard is actually surrounded by this softer felt like finish so rather than having this sort of cold hard surface underneath your wrists when you're typing 
is this really beautiful uh, material that's around the keyboard. I, I, I quite liked it. So rather than having this sort of cold metal uh, that working with it, it, it does offer that softer touch. Really, really cool. On the design side, the surface wall looks pretty nice too. It's uh, it's pretty thin, 14.5 millimetres and pretty light, 1.27 kilograms. So taking it with you anywhere is zero effort. Uh, the Alcantara keyboard keyboard is what we had. There's pictures of it on Tech Guide, so it's like it's like imagine all the space between the keys and around the keyboard is covered with felt, like a little nice little surface there. Uh, the keyboard itself, actually, I quite liked. I really liked the nice travel in the keys. It was really easy and fast to type on. Keys are nicely spaced apart. The display has an interesting aspect ratio. It's three by two. So it's sort of squarer rather than wider, which means that it's great for things like writing, browsing web pages and editing, those sorts of things. But if you want to watch a movie or TV show, you're going to have these solid black bars, top and bottom. The other big improvement too is the uh, the camera. If you, How many times have you done Zoom calls now? Well, this has got a full high-definition camera on board now, so you're going to look better than ever through through that HD camera. One thing about it we didn't like, the bezel on, the, it sort of ages this this laptop, the bezel on the screen, so that's the, the, black, the black frame around the screen, around the display. It, it seems now that the laptops are sort of moving in the direction where the, uh, the bezels are getting really thin, and so you can basically offer a bigger screen, but in the same footprint if you know what I mean. So that's sort of one thing there. They could easily put like a, give you a 14-inch screen if they really worked on those bezels or make those bezels a bit thinner. Uh, but apart from that, I, I really enjoyed this. I really like that when you unlock it, it's looking at your face. So it's got face face unlock on this thing. So as soon as you open up the browser, it just takes one look at you and then you're in. Uh, performance is pretty pretty cool. We, we use the Edge browser for or, or if you're editing photos in Photoshop, we did a bit of editing in Photoshop. Uh, if you say editing a video in, in Adobe Premiere, so that, that's also easily could, could easily handle tasks like that. Uh, on the port side, not not too many. Would have been nice to have more. There's one USB three, one USB C plus a headphone jack uh, on the left. So on the right, uh, Microsoft are still stuck with their proprietary magnetic blade charging port. Even though you can use the USB C port on the left to charge as well. So kind of makes the Microsoft charging method redundant. I don't know. To a lot of people think, oh, that's a, an SD card slot. It's actually not. It's the Microsoft Blade charging port. So uh, up to you whether you want to do that. Uh, another strong feature I, we quite liked is the battery. A battery. Microsoft pegs the battery life at up to 19 hours. They always do that. But you actually have to use this thing. If you use the laptop, you we got about 13 hours, closer to 13 hours, and that's using it like for, to its full potential Wi-Fi, working, using applications and all that all the time up to 13 hours which is which is very respectable still quite respectable easily a day and a half of work so a full day at least if you're really uh, powering through a lot of work a lot of tasks you'll easily get through the day and well into the next the microsoft surface laptop 4 starts at 1599 bucks that's the 13 inch model that we looked at uh, pretty slick design really nice you check it out if you want to see our review and see all our photos check it out techguide.com.au this is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. 
Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by a good mates at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. If you're after cables, battery, speakers, you name it, Belkin have got it. Uh, we're talking today about storing your photos. I, I get a lot of emails from readers and listeners who have a mountain of photos on a, maybe on a hard drive, on their computer. Uh, they they want, wanting to know what's a good solution to store your photos. Well, there are many solutions. Uh, I say to people, if you've got mo- most of us have our photos on our phones or on our computers. I say if it's on your computer, always have an external hard drive to back up your photos because God forbid something happens to your computer, your photos on board. If they're not backed up, something could happen. Look, hard drives fail as well. But hopefully the hard drive and the computer don't fail at the same time. So you've at least got one version of your photos there. But always have a backup. Have an external hard drive, even buy a dedicated hard drive if you want to, to store your photos. You can also use USB thumb drives or uh, memory cards. But because USB drives and memory cards have no moving parts, they're basically, I should say the same too about SSD drives, which is basically just a glorified flash drive, a glorified memory card as well. They are really good and reliable because there are no moving parts. They will last for as long as the, you, you look after them. So there's not there's no mechanical issues that can happen with them. So um, that's also a good solution. And of course, there's cloud storage as well. Uh, uh, Google Photos, or there's OneDrive, Google Drive. There is, I think, Google Photos are going to uh, stop the free, unlimited, high-resolution storage of your photos. So uh, they, they, there is probably maybe a need to pay for that in future. But I think paying a few bucks a month to have cloud storage, which in itself has redundancy, so has backups in the cloud, that's also worth exploring. The other thing, and keep an eye for a story we're working on for Tech Guide. The other thing to have is a network attached storage, and this is a, what they call a NAS drive. So it's basically your own personal cloud that can not only offer a ton of storage, but also backup as well. So you can back up your phone there, you can back up your computer, you can back up your photos. It's it's a great way as a backup, and being a NAS drive, which sometimes has several discs in there so that you can get two bay, three bay, up to six bay, ten bay if you want to spend a lot of money. You put drives in each of those bays and you can create a redundancy. So you may have uh, the same stuff copied on various discs in case one fails, you've got the backup. I know a lot of small businesses have NAS drives too for that very reason. They've got like this redundancy, this backup of their important files and data. But keeping track of your photos, they're very precious memories and uh, that's probably what I get asked about the most, being able to store your photos. There are plenty of solutions that we just outlined, but make sure there is more than one copy. Have the have your originals, but also have a backup, whether that's on a hard drive, USB, SSD, in the cloud. Have one, have a backup, and the choices are there so that you'll never, ever lose your photos again. Music 
And that's our show for you for this week. If you want to find out any more, please head over to techguide.com.au. Everything we've spoken about is there. Uh, get in touch with us too if you want to send us an email, info at techguide.com.au. And, or you can hit the Ask Stephen icon and that'll create an email to send to me. If you uh, and, and if those emails come through, you could end up on the Tech Guide help desk. Uh, we want to also thank our sponsors, Netgear and Norton. Netgear is the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton is the company that can keep you and your family safe and uh, online. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. Mm-hmm.